0: This is episode 177. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at with your host Shane Chapman and Wayla Red. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. Yeah, yeah. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Let's go. It's Friday! Could you hear the excitement in my voice when I opened Uh, the uh, episode number about it being Friday? It sounded less excited than I thought it was going to be. Really, hey? There was no high five energy. Have I set the precedence that I'm going to be more excitable at start? Yes, I have. Yes, you have set that pretty high. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Wade, Bryce, Shane here with you again today. I like this whole trio thing. I think it's way better when there's three of us someone's someone's, uh, volumes on someone's volumes on (laughs) oh it might be this (laughs) (laughs) uh hopefully that fixed it up it could be that too i didn't turn that one off but uh precision construction scott kelly he's pumped at the trios here well hell yes he says on instagram of course if you listen to this podcast on the podcast things you can also watch it live on instagram we typically record them at starting starting now we're going to (laughs) typically record them at three o'clock on fridays That's the plan. Three o'clock central on Fridays. We're a little bit late today. You know, it's three 30. (laughs) The only reason I say that is because we used to do it on Thursdays and we kind of decided that it'd be Fridays because that allows the guys and the girls watching to like grab a beer, sit down. That's the weekend and they can, uh, this is how you kick your week. TGIF. Head into the weekend with us. (laughs) This is ABC's TGIF. (laughs) If you could do anything on a late Friday, what would, would it be listening to this? It would be to watch the ultimate deck podcast in portrait mode on my phone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) On your golf cart. Oh, maybe. Uh, what's going on gentlemen? What do you got? The weather's finally turned nice. So what are you guys doing these days? You doing much? Uh, well, I mean, you're you're still doing hockey things in the weekend as of last weekend.
1: Yep. That's going to go on until
0: the end of May, early June. The end of hockey season always like,
1: that's different. It confuses
0: me though. Yeah. It seems to go on well into the spring. Yeah, like and it's mm-hmm. a, it's a very winter sport. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, but Still it's been very wintry out there until the last wow. couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm this guess. is
1: spring hockey.
0: Oh, so, so this the winter is a new hockey, hockey.
1: Yeah, the winter hockey has run its course, and now Chase is in spring hockey.
0: So how far does that go? Does it go to the until end so? of May? Then, oh, then summer really hockey, G-Stars. and then summer. <laughs> I was going to say, God, I really, <laughs> really doesn't. I
1: hope he doesn't play summer hockey. It's
0: Canada. Uh, do
1: Not you guys want to get like into this or what? Myself, just because I think that you should play other sports. I think that you should like you
0: should be a multifaceted thing at nine years old. Okay. There's a topic we can chat about. That's your belief. You've said okay. yours now. Because obviously the last number of years, parents mostly and one coaches one have decided that kids, if they're going to try to make it to the big leagues, should specialize in a sport and just Ooh. play that sport endlessly. And that's your best so. way of getting there. But there's a lot of like former pro athletes, like I believe Wayne Gretzky is one of them, that said that No, you should play a lot of sports. Can you believe... You should be well-rounded.
1: Yeah, could you believe how good your hand-eye coordination would be as a baseball player if you played lacrosse in the winter? Box lacrosse? Right,
0: yeah. I mean, we we all grew up in an age where there were two, at least two high-level NFL and MLB players that crossed over in both sports. Right, Mm. and that is like unheard of now. It's insane. You don't do that now. Even Michael Jordan couldn't pull... A high level. But he played
1: <laughs> got higher pretty level. close He played he higher level played, baseball yeah. than a lot of people That's did. That's true. Yeah. Because, because I think if you're athletic, you're athletic. It is what it is. Like if you have the ability to control your body and be like extreme elite in one sport, you're probably not awful at others.
0: Right. Not the awful, caveat, but extreme elite. Yeah. The That's
1: caveat tough. is Charles Barkley's golf swing. Mm. Right. Yeah. But Michael Jordan's golf swing is really
0: good. Right. Do you think, there would ever be a two, well. There won't be. But notice that the two sport athletes, baseball was one of the sports. <laughs> I always noticed that it was like, yeah, you guys picked I'm the not, laziest. I'm sport not saying that's do. the easiest one, but I'm oh. kind of saying that's the easiest. Well, one. I'm, I'm pretty sure both of those guys were like big, like big hitters. And that was like, yeah, yeah, they played in the, what did they play in the ALS or whatever? So that you didn't have to be a fielding position. You could just be a hitter. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I know but know that one not, guy was like, that's
1: not what Bo did. No, it was a fielder. Bo was a fielder. Yeah.
0: So Bo was really good. Bo. Jackson. He was unbelievable. And he was a good football player too. Yeah. Yeah. I just think baseball is the, uh, Eat. I mean, baseball is the only sport where you can kind of be overweight. <laughs> <Right. and still laughs> that's not true. I was trying to like I say golf without, is that way. Well, golf, okay, but golf. golf is less that way now than it ever has been. Yes, sure. Yeah, but now that Daly's gone, it's like everybody looks. Yeah, anyway, in shape.
1: he signed a deal with Hooters the other day. Him and his son. <laughs> I'm true. That's a true story. He's like sponsored by Hooters now. Him and his son.
0: That's funny. Yeah,
1: they got good wings. Yeah, anyway, they got good that's, wings.
0: Uh, that's the story. There's a lot of pro athletes, though, that did play at a high college level mm-hmm. before going in. Like, there's a lot of like, yeah. you know, they they play football now, but they played college basketball as well. Yep. Um, or college baseball, and then they chose they had got drafted in the NFL instead of whatever. Like, but they they definitely don't play both at the pro level anymore. Like they used. Yeah, to. Yeah, I feel like playing both at the pro level now is uh, pretty tough. I just think your competition is way different than right. it used to be too. Because yeah. wasn't it the. Um, uh, wasn't it the Michael Jackson, the last dance documentary where they talked about his Jordan. time, Jordan, Michael Jordan. What did I say? Jackson. It last was not dance. Michael Jackson that did this. <laughs> it was, yeah. The dancing <laughs> through me, Michael Jordan. Was it him? Was it that documentary that they talked about? How he like, he would have to like get on a plane and fly to whatever. No, Cause he wasn't playing baseball in-
1: but maybe they were talking at about the same time. Deion Sanders. Deion it, was Sanders. A, it was
0: a different documentary I watched then, I guess, where it was like, there was one time where the, yeah, he had like a ball game in the morning and a football game at night or something. Yeah, and that was, was like Deion Sanders. Finished, i heard got that got a story plane before. and flew and then played again that night. Like, can you yeah. imagine? Yeah. Can wow. you imagine? Okay. Uh, Bo and Deion were both outfielders, says okay, Scott we're both and outfielders. Carly, says, what about curling? You can be in crappy shape yeah. and curling. Yeah, I think there's an asterisk as to whether that's even a sport. Whoa. Yeah, I'll go there until you play it. And then it's you an rip activity a from you know. activity? from Saskatchewan. And you're saying curling isn't a sport. Yep, I'm also wearing a hoodie. I live like a rebel. <laughs> uh, so, but no, it's not, it's not an athletic sport. I'm sorry. Uh, they Is it, does it take a lot of talent? 100%. Absolutely. But it's mostly mental. Mm, I would, I would, the only reason I would disagree is because I think tournament play is an athletic sport. Sure. Because like, you're playing like 10 games over. Sometimes over four or five days. Right. But I've gone out every four years. I mean you all I'll know. go curl on boxing day. I'm not out of breath. Right. I go out and play one shift in hockey that I do once a week and I'm out of breath at the end of that shift. Yeah, you throw That's one dodgeball in your shoulders out too. Right. So and dodgeball, also out of breath. I'm just saying that it's not a high intensity activity. That's fair. You have That's to fair. be good, hundred yeah. percent. There's a lot to it. But yeah. uh being in super great shape is not one it's of the like things. It's like more athletic chess. Yeah, kind of. Okay, so let's get on to it. Yeah, let's get on to it. Last week, well, we knew this was going to happen. It was really good. (laughs)
1: Remember last week when we were talking about whatever it was that we were talking about?
0: Yeah, (laughs) that was good. Uh, Last week, we did an episode on like, hey, if you're a vendor, pull up a chair, you said. Yeah. And it was all about like, (laughs) here's some things that kind of piss us off when we're dealing with vendors. Be better at these things, right? So, uh, this week we're like, let's poke fun at ourselves a little bit. Then we, we poked fun at the vendors, not poked fun. We gave some good feedback and criticism last week. We heard back from a few that were like, Oh, your podcast ended up in our manager meeting. Uh, your podcast did this or one of our reps replied back. I asked him a question. He's like, uh, no known issue. No, no, no date for fix. Which is one of our things. Like people are listening. Uh, at at least, back. at least the orders that we placed didn't get canceled because of the episode. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody's fur. So far, there's many canceled orders. So, anyways, this week we thought, hey, let's take a look at ourselves and make fun of ourselves a little bit and talk about all the stuff we used to do, uh, really poorly. Like really, like, so like how poorly? The, like really, really bad. <laughs> So this is our seventh year in business. We've been in, in business for six full years. It's our seventh season coming in. I feel like we've gotten to a place now where like, I'm, I'm happy and I'm proud of what we've built here. And it's like, it's, everything's running well and, and we're doing well. But it wasn't like that six years ago. That's for sure. Or could you yeah. imagine still doing some of this stuff? No, <laughs> no. Looking back at some of these things now, we're like, how did we ever get away with that? How did we sell anything? Who would give How us did we money? not get shut down? <laughs> how, like, how, how? So we thought, let's look back. We've been at two locations in Regina. So for those who haven't followed us for our whole history, we started out in a little tiny thousand square foot building. There was a thousand square feet upstairs and yep. a thousand on the main floor. So our store, retail store was a thousand square feet. Uh, that's the size of mm. a small bungalow. Like, not very big for a store. Yeah. Uh, and then the yard... Was just three times bigger than that. So it was like 3,500 square feet. It was like the average size of a backyard. Right. But that's what we started out with because um, we were just starting out. We wanted to like put our toe in the water before we jumped right in. And we had no money. Yeah. (laughs) So. Hey, man. As a result of choosing to go into cozy little digs, (laughs) we had to do things pretty creatively sometimes. Especially because everything we carry is... Not Big God things, small. Yeah. big things. One lifted decking covers a lot more than thousand square feet. Like, one is like. So, anyways, we're just going to tell some stories about how we used to do things back in the good old days. So, starting at Kara Street when we were in our little tiny, we also had what three parking spots there? Yeah, three parking spots. One
1: for me, one for me, you, yeah, and one for the customer that came. Yeah. two
0: for the trucks, and but only if you customer. drove a small sedan. Yeah, because you had to park between the trucks. Uh, so, anyways, the I think one of the funniest things we used to do at that original location was unload full semi trucks yep. in the middle of the road Yep, because we could not they, fit a semi in our yard. It wouldn't happen. We couldn't fit a trailer in our yard. We could barely fit the forklift in our yard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, the yard is tiny. <laughs> when truck drivers would pull up, I remember it was just like they would drive up and they would park beside the gate. Right. They would know that they couldn't come in. And then they would walk into the store and they'd be like, okay, I'm here. Where do we unload? I was like, what side of the trailer is it on? Oh, it's on driver's side. Then don't move. You're right. You're right. You're where right, you're right where I want Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm just parked and was like, yeah, well, that's what's, that's what's going to happen. And if it was on the passenger side, then they had to drive around the block and line <laughs> yourself up in the middle.
0: You're going to want to get off the curb a little bit here.
1: And, and they were like, well, who's going to control traffic? I was like, well, they, it seems like they just drive around you.
0: Yeah. You're pretty big.
1: You'll, you'll be fine. And I'll kind of watch for cars while I unload the <laughs> semi and I'll try to not put decking through a window. And and then we did that for two
0: years. Did you place all the decking in the yard or did it ever end up on the, like having there, to put it on the street? Yes, or? to both of those. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> we put some on the street and we put some in the yard. Most of it went in the yard, but there was absolutely some that
0: ended up on the street. Oh, man. Accidentally and on purpose. Did you ever dump any on the street? Yep. Oh my. And sometimes you would have stuff on both sides of the oh semi. So God. those guys had to park in the middle, like literally middle, the middle, middle of the street. Yeah, middle, and middle. the thing is, that street was like, for an off road that was kind of like not a major artery, it kind of was because it was <laughs> the only street that ran between two major streets. <laughs> right, it was between Dudney and. Between, right. Yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> so between Park Street and Winnipeg, the only through there was mccara Street that we were on. So not a. Not a main street, right. but it was busy enough because it yeah. was a connector street. And so, when you stopped a semi in the middle of the road for an hour, like that's <laughs> you how didn't you, do it unnoticed. People that's noticed how you found out how busy that street was. Yeah. Whoa! Stop.
1: Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like car, 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 car. And then we like, when they got to about seven or ten cars deep, then you would stop, let them through, <laughs> them through <laughs> and then start again.
0: Yeah. They have a shite show.
1: I don't know how OHS didn't show up on that one. I don't know how we didn't get a ticket for that.
0: Yeah, but we did it for two years. They probably showed up and were like, "This isn't worth it." Yeah, but they were six line deep in the line. (laughs) Yeah, couldn't get to us. (laughs) By the time they got to you, they were like, "I'm done with this place." Yeah, (laughs) unreal. Uh, So then, once we got the product off the trailer, right, and onto the forks, that was not scary. That was just the beginning of the adventure, (laughs) because then we had to get this stuff through a gate that was only fourteen feet wide. Yep. And as you know, the three most common things we unloaded off that thing were 12 feet wide. I tell you, you can probably get that through there. 16 (laughs) feet wide. And 20 feet wide. And so we had to. Did you lift it over the gate? Yeah. Every time. (laughs) And so like full lifts? Six feet Uh, wide. Yeah. 20 footers bending. You know, they bend. Uh, Yeah. Like they're flexible, especially the comps of decking. Um, We would have to. And the gates swung out towards you. they weren't a rolling gate. They swung out. And so, and they, you wouldn't usually get them all the way back to the fence again. <laughs> so they would sit out like a, a ways. So you'd have to lift, you'd have to go like full mast almost because to lift a 20 footer with how it, how it sags on the ends, how you'd have to have the it. middle, like 15 feet in the air because the ends would only be 12 feet in the <laughs> that air. That is like the most dangerous thing you could do. Right. It and so we got to lift it over top of <laughs> the fence. Fine. Fence is six sure. feet tall. That's not bad if it's a straight run. Right. Because it was, but the yard, the yard's elevation was probably like two feet higher than the street. At like least. it was up, yeah, a bit, and to oh, get up to man. it, um, we actually the gate in the front that was fourteen. Here's the dumb part: we put that gate there. It could have been wider.
1: <laughs> yeah. That gate could
0: have been wider. It could have been, and but we, it was going to cost. We thought much. that that would be fine, and so, um, <laughs> well, there was trees on either side too. We never, we never ever had them like excavate and put in a proper drive way to the yard so it was like so it was just like straight up it was just it used to be grass I think we maybe dumped some like (laughs) crush oh my
1: god (laughs) we We dumped some shit there to
0: hopefully yeah some slag in there and tried to pack the slag in but essentially it was like it was a super steep incline to get in and it was just like rutted up yeah so you've got this 20 foot decking on top of your forks sagging on the ends and then you got to go uphill with it
1: On Skip an air like for
0: about a six foot clip cl- back. It's like a six or maybe an eight foot long drive. drive. Yep. Elevating to two feet. So a pretty steep incline. Yeah. So you're sitting back in the forklift with this shit way up in the air, trying to go over a fence and then you're in ruts. So, and you've got these big air filled tires. So you're just like rocking this in. And this thing is like, flapping like a bird trying to get over the fence Sposed to take off it was so sketchy It was so sketchy but that's how we got the stuff into the yard that seems like and uh, then, like forklift 101 that you're not supposed to like drive up an incline with your yeah, yeah. forks of full mass oh yeah like they you're probably could have made properly it. training video about how we did that It was like this shit right here don't, don't do, ever don't do any of this stuff
1: <laughs> okay so
0: that was interesting uh what else did we do there wade that yard um <clears throat> well, the yard was bad. We just had to like, you've seen the movie of
1: Austin Powers where his car is parked in the, where he's like trying to turn around in a hallway. Yeah. yeah. I felt like that every day. That was every the yard. Every single time we had to take material out of that yard. It was like forward a little bit. You were that, a bit, you were that ship caught in the
0: the, yes, the canal. The yeah. <laughs> 100%. Our first location in the Suez Canal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had railing.
1: Oh, we brought all of our railing inside because you didn't want to damage and it, and then carried it up the stairs. That wall, the height of that first floor was what? 12 feet. Uh, yeah, so it, was it was a, a bit of a hike. Of stairs, right? yeah, it was so a bit of like hike. Six steps up a landing and then 13 steps up. Something like 90 degree
0: right turn. There was two right turns. (laughs) There was a right turn. So there's actually three. You come in the door, you have to turn right immediately. Yep. Go up four, five, six steps to a landing. Turn left. Left 90 degrees. Go up to the top of the stairs. Turn left again through a doorway. And up there is where we had all of our railing racks displayed. Which is fine if you're hauling like four foot posts up there. When you're carrying 10 foot rails or (laughs) 12 12 foot rails or panels of different sizes whatever and they would all go upstairs and then we would sell them we grab them we would haul them all back downstairs oh my gosh. but where else were we gonna put them i uh, don't know you should put your showroom upstairs <laughs> right we almost yeah we, <laughs> we should we almost should have actually just put this sh-
1: you're right but it was so freaking hot up there oh yeah you could never be up there
0: like, it God. was it was 140 degrees up there at all times all the time yep oh man it was bad um because okay, so we had nowhere uh, do we even have air conditioning in the bottom floor yep. we didn't had know had oh, no yeah conditioning we did yeah, yeah, yeah we did yep Bottom, but just upstairs wasn't vented into Yeah, because we put the
1: air conditioner on the side of the building, but it they we couldn't put it on the ground because the space on the ground was so valuable. We had them screw the air conditioner 20 feet in the air. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, well, how are you ever going to service that? I was like, that's not my problem. I won't be here when that thing needs service.
0: <laughs> we'll be gone by then. Yeah. Well, we'll just stack lumber until we get up to the top. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what else do we have in that yard? Especially because we had some, uh, we split that yard in half, actually. It was the yard itself was probably originally 35 feet wide Mm -hmm. and probably a hundred feet deep. Yeah. But, or no, maybe it was a little bit longer. Like it would have been as deep as a building. um, But we only had part of it. We ended up putting up a fence that the other tenant could have the back half of the yard. The other tenant was a mechanic, not the tenant, he was a landlord. It was a mechanic auto body shop that kept all of his like crap back there including like two or three junkyard dogs at any given time. <laughs> so Yeah. There was a door, which yeah, was a, like good and bad for us. like straight out of a Snoop dog video. Yeah. yeah. Kept the place in check maybe. Right. But not the super most friendly place when somebody walks into the yard to go grab something. And just like three dogs. <laughs>
1: like at the fence. constantly. Yeah.
0: So that wasn't oh, ideal either. <laughs> um, what else do you want to talk about? The, uh, how we used to deliver material.
1: Yeah. So sometimes traditional deliveries, just on a trailer, a uh, half ton and trailer, that was really good. But when we got too busy, then we had to outsource it. And who, so we had a towing company deliver deck boards for us.
0: How did that conversation go? Like we needed when you tilt, phoned the towing company and you were yeah, like, he was hey, really receptive. I don't remember where the idea came from. We needed a tilt deck and it was like, well, what,
1: what things tilt who, deck? Who does tilt decks?
0: Who's got a go tilt tilt deck, towing,
1: towing companies have tilt decks. So then we called a towing company. Yeah. And the guy was like, yeah, I guess so. And so I don't know, we were delivering a 20 foot deck package and his deck was 16 feet long. So we, we had the lumber hang out the back so that when he tilted the deck down, it could land, the lumber would land first. And then the decking wouldn't get damaged. And what we found out is that the tilt deck on a lumber truck is significantly steeper than the (laughs) tilt, the uh, tilt deck on a tow truck. And so there's a, there's a reason they do that. So, because he could never get the material off the truck. He was Uh, always, he wasn't able to get the deck high enough to like really sort of stick the lumber into the ground and then drive away. So anyways, that proved challenging, but he was quite receptive. tried.
0: (laughs) Hey, that was the best idea we had at the time. (laughs) Well, that was the only idea. Because it used to be like hauling it out. And hand-loading it after hours, basically. Yeah. Probably was what we did before we had people yeah. hired. It was like, you worked in the store all day. I was out building decks. Yep. Come back. We'd pick orders after six o'clock, whatever, mm-hmm. and, and then drive mountain out and handle them. So when we found a way that we could just load an order onto a, somebody's truck and it left and it showed up at the place, it was like, this is the shit. It was a way to do it. But looking back on it, it's kind of funny, though. <laughs> Here comes my deck and delivery on uh, Trevor's towing. <laughs> slam, there it goes, peace. <laughs> did it get there? Oh, yeah, it's kind of in a weird spot because I couldn't really get backed into the right spot, but it's like, it's in their back alley, and it's like, sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> uh One of the other things I thought was really funny is we, like, it was a commercial retail space, so we had to put a bathroom in there. There wasn't one when we, like, the building was a shell. It was brand new when we moved in there, <laughs> and so we had to put a bathroom in and for the public to use, and so we did, uh, but I would say we probably... What, the we least rushed. amount of effort in that. We rushed that a bit. Yeah, You rushed the first bathroom. So we like we framed in proper walls and everything, but we did not account for any sort of like sound barrier. <laughs> we didn't use a commercial door on it. It was just like a hollow cord, like cheap like because you didn't have Lowe's to do door any, or something. Yeah, you, right. you didn't have
1: to do any fire it's rating. It was all in our
0: own space. Yeah, and that bathroom door was like I'm not kidding. It was like th- like six feet maybe from the front counter. Uh. And on the other side, <laughs> on the other side of the wall, to that was like our desk where Wade would be working at that desk. Right. So somebody goes in there to to, to do a grumpy. <laughs> do a grumpy. <laughs> and it's like, there's no secrets in that place. It's <laughs> only, it only a thousand square feet, that place. So anybody in the building at the time could hear if you weren't super quiet. <laughs> like, do you have a bathroom even here? If, mm, like, yeah. yeah but no, no, gonna, I wouldn't use that.
1: Even like, if the thunder rolled, <laughs> you know, if yeah. you're just in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: freaking a leak. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. No, not ideal.
1: Yeah. The customers for sure did not like that spot.
0: Yeah. Um this and is then, all at Macara still. This, this is at all at Macara first, first, first wow. location. These are the growing pains of being like in your first tiny little building. Uh but you brought this one up and this has nothing to do with the building but The very first home show, spring home show we decided to do, which was, we thought the way we'd get our name out there the first time was like, let's go into this Regina spring home show. It seems like it'd be a good place to be. You didn't even have a building yet. We didn't, (laughs) no, we had nothing yet. This is the first thing we did. Like we, well, we booked the show first. At the show, we we had the building. During the show, we had a building. It wasn't ready, but we were, we were working on it. Um, But we were like, well, we've got this booth in kind of a crappy location and it's only 10 by 10. Like, how are we going to get people over to our aisle when we're tucked away in the corner kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so we rocked our brains and came up with the idea of like hiring Corey sheets to come to our booth. Corey sheets, for those who don't know was, used to play for the Miami dolphins. Then he was up with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders for a bit. And then he was down with the uh, Oakland Raiders,
1: Raiders
0: yeah. tore his Achilles tendon. And so was out of football at that time because he was off on injury and there was all the speculation that, well, if he doesn't go back to the Oakland Raiders, maybe he'll come back to Saskatchewan. He right. was awesome. So yep. a lot of people Everybody wanted him. him to come back. Yeah. Uh, and so we thought, well, frick, if we bring Corey Sheets to town, like, that'll create a buzz for sure. Yeah. And so we just, like, Instagrammed him. We're like, hey, had no idea where he was. Like, yeah, Instagram, see if he'd be interested. Turns out he was living in Florida. That's where he was rehabbing. And we're like, oh, we're just like crazy idea. I wonder if you'd be like in Regina at some point and would want to come sign autographs and stuff at a trade show. And he's like, sure. (laughs) Like, get me up there, put me up and like, I'll do it. Uh, What do you need paid? Nothing. I have been wanting to come back there and like visit some friends and stuff. So if you just fly me up there and put me up and we're like, holy smokes, we're going to use air miles. We're going to get him here for free. We're going to get a hotel for a couple nights and we'll have this guy at our booth. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And then he's like, you know what? Don't worry about the hotel. I've got a condo. I can stay out there. So we're like, okay. So it gets even So cheaper. we're going to get these yep. air miles. Turns out the air miles was in a blackout period, so we couldn't. But still, I think we were like, whatever, 800 bucks I was we like, got. Yeah, it costs $800 or something. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> got him flown up. He stayed at his place. We bought him some food when he got to town, whatever. We took care of him while he was here and, and uh, got him up here. But it turns out, the funny thing is, he had no idea what we were doing. We didn't really know. Like, he had there. no idea about our business. He just like, we we're, like, we're, were on a... The ultimate deck shop. We want you to come play our gas. He's like, sounds good. He came up, flew up, picked up the airport, grabbed him some chicken wings, dropped him off at his condo, picked him up the next day, brought him to show. It wasn't until he stepped foot onto our booth that he's like, wait, what do you guys do? And we're like, <laughs> uh, we're, we're, uh, we sell like decking and lumber and stuff. He's like, I totally thought this was a trading card. I thought it was like sports cards. Like, Right. Like what's the ultimate the de- upper, upper, deck, deck, upper deck, deck upper deck trading cards? cards? That's what he had in his mind, which would make perfect sense as to yeah. why we'd want an athlete to come that would make work a at our sense. booth. But instead, we brought him to a decking store and right. had him hang over our booth for a few days. So huh? it worked though; it did work. It brought I people was to say. it, and at that time, people were like, "Oh my God, Corey Sheets in town! He's going to sign to the Rough Riders. He's going to sign with the Rough Riders." In the meantime, he had actually signed with Montreal at that time, but nobody knew that yet, and he had told me that, and we're like, we're just going to oh, keep that between yeah, you and me. Oh, yeah, right. If people get excited that you're in town because you might be signing here, that'll create a bigger buzz, so yeah. we'll just keep that. And then he ended up not uh, – he, he never the, played football again after that. No, he never did. So that was that. That was the um, – Corey Sheets debacle. That was the end of the the days at Makara. Oh, yeah, that yeah. That was the fun of Makara. That was two years, Hey, we lasted two years there, but it became pretty evident pretty quickly that, uh, that was not the long term plan. Yeah. When did you like figure out that? Like this was no longer going to work. Uh, we opened on a Monday, I think Tuesday. <laughs> we <the laughs> realized first truck rolled in and you're like, yeah. this isn't going to work. Yeah. Turns out uh, how we thought this place was just perfect. We knew it wasn't, we knew it was always not going to be the forever home. Yeah. Because, but at this time we had no idea if this business was super viable or not. Like we thought it was, we, we did some math and thought it would work or whatever, but the options after that place was like, either this doesn't work and we don't need this place anymore or, or it does work and we need something bigger. We knew that from right. day one. Yeah. We just didn't know how quickly that would be. And, and it turns out we knew like the first year were like, this is awful to like, we can't operate like this out of here. Right. And then of course year two, we, we grew again and it was like, we need to move somewhere. And so, um, a building not too far from us just around, like, probably I would say like, six or eight blocks away Yep, uh, opened up that I believe we actually looked at the first time oh. and didn't take it because it was too big for what we wanted at the time. <laughs> it was still open. And so we're like, like now's the time, right? We should go look at this place. So we went and looked at the place on Dudney. and now it was perfect
1: but because at that it was time. Yeah. At yeah. that
0: time. Cause we knew like we had two years of, well at that time, probably a year and a half of sales on our belt. We're like, we are growing. This thing is working. Now we can probably afford this bigger lease, right? Um, So we should move here. It's on a busier street, so the like the the drive by traffic and visibility is gonna be much better. Yep, Um, it'll be great to be on a busy street like that. It'll like give us some freedom. That'll be the best, right? Just awesome to be have that much traffic. Easy to get to, right? (laughs) Parking lots bigger. Yeah, now we have like four, five, six parking spots. Yep, we've doubled our parking spots. Our yard now goes from 3,500 square feet to, I think it was 15,000 square feet. Oh, wow. So it's five times bigger. Right. Four or five times bigger. So that seems like a big jump too. The building went to, uh, what was it? Wait, what was the size of the second building? Was it 4,000
1: square feet? 4,500, I thought.
0: 4,500 square feet. So we've now put all of the space that we had before, which is 2,000 combined over two floors, onto one floor and doubled it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So now we're laughing. Bam, bam. Now we put up a wall in the middle of it. We keep 2,000 square feet for our showroom. So that's twice as big now. And we have a 2,000 square foot warehouse in the back that we never really had before. Mm-hmm. We have this yard that's five times bigger. An overhead yeah.
1: door in the back. We had an overhead
0: door we could get in and out of the warehouse. Forklift. That was pretty cool. And so uh, we thought we had found it. Bigger, thought better. We had found our forever home. Faster. It's was like, everything's twice as much. Even the rent. But <laughs> But it was good it was like it, it was it seemed like it was gonna be the perfect place for us so we pulled the trigger and we moved shit, <laughs>
1: shit. what do maybe you, do? you should have kept looking <laughs> what do you unload <laughs> you unload semis
0: well we were convinced when you're standing in that yard that we had so to to paint the picture the yard was mostly in the back behind the building and there was a, about a thirty foot wide yeah uh like along the side of the building, 30 foot wide drive back to the yard. And so when it's empty and then when you get to the back, it was, it was probably only 60 feet wide, 70 feet wide. Yeah, maybe
1: it might've been
0: 70. Uh, when you get to the back, we're like, well, this will be fine. Like semis will be able to pull in here. They can come down the back. Cool we can in, unload them in the back. Back out. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't turning the around. Way. Yeah. But well, actually we put a gate in there and thought maybe they could turn around and go around the, cause this building was split in two. There was another yeah, tenant yeah. on the other side. We thought maybe they could do a big U and come out, but that didn't ever materialize for some reason uh yeah paid a lot
1: to put that rolling gate in and then the other never neighbor parked yeah all of his junk in front of that gate
0: yeah it was never happening. i don't know if it was ever gonna work anyway but regardless yeah how many semis did you get back there the uh, first one one. One. <laughs> one got in and one semi couldn't really get out <laughs> so so that ended that experiment uh because it turns out once you put shit in the yard Oh, there's a lot less room. There's there right? a lot less room for them to maneuver around in there. <laughs> yep, yeah. And we had put stuff like down that lane, we had put lumber on both sides. So those are four feet deep plus off the wall a little bit. So those are five feet. So you're left with, t- well, it must've been 40 feet wide on that side or something. I don't know. It wasn't. Big. Regardless, it was tight to get down there. Um, the first time the Tremie sent the Tremi, the first time that semi-truck got back there, we unloaded them somehow. I don't even know how we got to both sides, to unload them, but it, it happened. He
1: moved around. He like drove in and then went like, he pulled in and kind of went to the West. Austin
0: powered a little bit. Yeah. So he goes to back out nice. and he can't back out. He's Trinked like, get all the way up. Does uh, he boxed him in there? No, kind he, of. He, so there was a power box. <laughs> there was like <laughs> a utility lot. box in the middle of our parking lot. Like one of those big ones. Yeah. That's ones probably consumes like six feet by six feet of space. And so that thing was really not in a great spot. And so he was able to kind of come in off the one direction off the road and get straight Mm. to pull straight in but to back out he couldn't i can't remember what but he couldn't make that angle he couldn't get around that box and so we ended up having to like i picked the trailer up with a forklift we'd pick the trailer up back <laughs> into the trailer up with the forklift and i just sh- like s- like side shift him oh man over a couple feet so that he could clear past that box and get back out of there so that was it i was like we're not we can't so we can't t- put w- and that forklift was just like on its rims. It was just like it lifted, <laughs> was like, it was like right down to the ground. Uh, it was like so much weight. So we got it moved over a little bit. He got out of there, but we never ever tried to pull another semi into that yard. App. I so wonder why we didn't yeah. load. We didn't unload semis on the road anymore. Right now, we just used the parking lot. Yes, that you thought was going to be for customers. Way but better. Turned though. out it was just Way for better. unloading. Yeah, and so the spot between the only spot that a semi could fit in that parking lot was to be. Tight to that power box we just talked about on one side. Right. And tight to the back of the vehicles and the parking spots on the other side, basically. (laughs) So we would have to have the semi pull up so that he was in line with the gate, for our yard. Mm-hmm. So the forklift could get and kind of pick off that side. Oh, so the forklift would just go like out the gate, pick up, back right. up. And we then the come semi? out of the yard through the gate, pick stuff off and back up. And then back up all the way to the back again. Yeah. And then like set it down and come back. And then we have to like, okay, pull forward a bit. He'd pull forward. We'd finish the back. And then you have to pull all the way forward so that the forklift could get out of the yard. And then he'd have to back up so that the forklift could get to the other side, unload stuff into the parking lot get him drive to move forward. forward again, drive in a year, the rest of it. Then that guy could eventually leave. And then we'd have to move all the stuff into the yard when he was gone. Wow. So while that was happening, nobody was getting in or out of our parking spots, nor the landlord's parking spots for that matter. So hopefully like or, or customers didn't come in to. Right. Yeah. Get a quote. Yeah. And then they're stuck there. And <laughs> then the neighbor like the traffic that happened, the semi-truck would have to pull halfway into the neighbor's parking lot too. To line his trailer up With our gate And like They didn't like that At all Oh okay So eventually They threw up Some concrete barricades (laughs) 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 Making friends It sounds like So that you couldn't drive But we uh, were able To just pick
1: those up And move them Like
0: that That's what a forklift's for Yeah We
1: move those all the time I didn't care
0: Yeah So then we had Uh the yard was, was not awful. fun there anymore because we'd piss people off and they were grumpy with us. And every time I every time a semi come, it was just a stressful day for everybody. It's like the guy that had to unload it was stressed out. We were stressed out. It was like customers stressed out. The landlord was stressed out. The neighbor's stressed out. Yep. Not good for anybody, but it's that's the, how we had to do it for two years. The inside of the store looked really nice though. That's the one thing about that store that I still to this day really liked. The inside showroom was nice. It was really nice.
1: It was a great speed track. So kids would come in and run that circle. It was like a big horseshoe. Yeah. So kids would come in and they would run and run and run and run, which was okay if if it was just their parents. But if there was another set of people in there, like if there was another couple trying to buy things, it was so loud.
0: Yes. Carly says, now I know why Wade wanted the 8,000-pound forklifts. Yes. Yeah, yes. Because we used to yes, want to take off as <laughs> much as we could in one shot because it was going to be in the way the whole time. Yep. It's like can we get one that can take off four lifts at a time? And so that's kind of the reason. Now the the yard up there was also not hard packed, whatsoever. It was so bad. Like if you think back to
1: what that yard was now? Yeah. It's amazing that we even made money.
0: Yeah. Was it just like gravel on top of dirt? dirt? Yeah. So it was gravel called? on top Some gravel of gravel here of dirt. and there. Because that always works when it rains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after, <laughs> after we had been in there for a bit, driving forklifts around, turning them on the spot and grinding that down, we would end up just like lakes back there when it rained or thawed. Oh, yeah. We'd have pumps trying to pump water out because it didn't, it wasn't graded out anywhere. And so then when you, it would dry and you'd end up with these massive ruts in the yard and you were like, yeah. again, carrying stuff on a forklift and just like bouncing from side C- to side. C- when we were moving out, we actually
1: dug decking out of mud. Like actually it dug had, it. Like, sunk. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah like quicksand thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars lost. And the, for a customer's point of view, when a customer would come to get decking, it would be piled so high and in such an awful spot to get to that. They would say, I want to pick up one board to finish my deck. And we would say, can you come back in three hours? Cause that's how long it's going to take us to get oh, that board man. Up. And they'd be like, but it's just
0: one board. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. On the bottom of a six lift pile Behind two other six lift piles We have to move 12 lifts of decking To get to the one that has your stuff in it Super efficient Pick it up Awful Like lift
1: the five stacks of decking Pull one board out And no doubt it was trashed Like it was scratched for sure Oh yeah And if it wasn't scratched when we got to it Then it was by the time we got it out of there (laughs) Yeah Yeah and then you, oh man. And then send it away, send it out to people. It was like, no way you could tell if it was going to be scratched when you got to it. So you'd shuffle through stuff and
0: then deliver scratch decking. Yep. Not ideal. It was a result of the environment, I believe. It's amazing. Not only that anybody shopped <laughs> this, but also that anybody stayed working with us. Yeah. And it, like we put them into that. It was like, and we, and some of them didn't. Like we had some pe- we for sure lost some people because of how much of a shit show it was yeah. to work back in that yard. Yeah, It was like, like we let a guy go and it was like, for sure, it was mostly our fault. The environment we had put him in mm-hmm. was not fair. And so you'd ask him to do something simple and he'd get grumpy about it. He had every reason to be grumpy about it. Yeah. Right, but it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else did we do funny there? So we built that space out from scratch. It was an empty shell again. Yeah. Well, not true. We gutted it first. It did have something in it. They had yeah. like had a bit of a showroom up front. We gutted it to redo it. So we basically started from an empty shell, built it ourselves. And mm-hmm. when they came in, it was what were the 20 foot ceilings there, probably must 18 have been.
1: feet or something. Yeah, must have been.
0: And we didn't want like an up top. It was like the b- building was old though. So it, like there was a lot of shit up in the ceilings, like, and it was all like rusty and old and oh, like yeah, a lot yeah. of cables everywhere and yeah. pipes and plumbing and all this crap and we're like we need to hide a lot so we put a drop ceiling in at 12 feet i think it was uh put a drop ceiling in and because we wanted to preserve as much space as we could we we decided to put the furnace we told them to put the furnace we need a new furnace up in the ceiling because we didn't, wanna, we didn't, didn't like want to lose it on. floor space yeah exactly we're like it'll be fine like it sounds like the air there. conditioner all over again yeah <laughs> it was it was we're like <laughs> yeah just put worse. it up there on top of there they're like, well, how are you going to get to it? It's like, well, we'll like we'll get a ladder out and go see. through the ceiling or something, whatever. And then we told the internet guys to put the modem up there too, in a different spot though. Actually, different yeah, spot in the ceiling.
1: Don't put it by the place we're already going to. Put it over here. Right. So then, yeah.
0: anytime we had to reboot the internet or every, every change day. our furnace filter, we had to haul out ladders, put it up against <laughs> the wall in the showroom, poke ceiling tiles out. Some we have to crawl up up in the dark area up there. Which there was some like old style like lights up there. They yeah, just yeah. took fourteen minutes to turn on. <laughs>
1: They like, I'm going up, up. I'm going
0: <laughs> to prepare by turning the lights on now. But usually, what you do is take your phone up there in a the flashlight, right? Go up there, change a the furnace filter, crank your head on something. <laughs> yeah. And then shimmy back out of the ceiling and then probably leave the ladder there because that's pain in the <laughs> ass all that <laughs> in and out. So then there's just like people come in and there's like just a ladder into the ceiling all the time for what? Don't worry. We had to change the furnace filter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. in
1: case the internet goes down, which yeah. it will in a bit here.
0: Yeah. It's going to turn off. So that was stupid. Like that was stupid. Why we would stick that shit in the ceiling? We were so pumped to move this place because it actually did have a an office, yeah. a cinder blocked office. Like we weren't mm. tearing that out. It was kind of there. We're like, this, this is, is sweet. We'll have official. an office because we've never had an office before. But the problem was at that time. Like I kept building decks under fresh decks while we were at Macara. But when we moved to Duny, I stopped at that point. I was always going to stop. We just didn't know when. But that was it. It was like, it's busy enough now that I should stop. So now we had Wade working in there, myself working in there. And the guy who used to work with me under Fresh Decks came over as a salesperson oh, okay. with us at the deck shop. So there was three of us doing sales. And we split that office. We was just <laughs> we're going to get three desks from Ikea, wherever we got them from. Mm-hmm. And stuck one guy on one cut wall, one guy on the other wall, another guy on the other wall. And we just all worked in this one tiny little office back to back. And that was right at the front of the store. And that was how we operated out of that. It was like, no consideration for... Losing more floor space to more offices or anything. It's just yeah. like jam everybody in one little room.
1: And also no space for our customers to like meet with us.
0: Like right. you couldn't put yeah, anybody in there. In there. Yeah. right?
1: We just like, oh, well, let's go back out here to the front. There was no no privacy right. for any customers in that.
0: Yeah. Um, what else do you want to talk about here? Uh, how about this one? How about this? This one's amazing that we actually still are around to this day. Because we never... We were super naive when we opened this place because neither of us had Lumberyard experience. We didn't... Well, like I had worked at a Lumberyard
1: when I was sure. a teenager.
0: Neither of us knew everything that there was involved in running it from... No. Like you might have known right. how to move some shit around on a forklift or whatever, but... Yeah. Uh, we didn't actually have a proper like purchasing and receiving system so in place. What did you do? We trusted that when we asked... <laughs> we trusted. We trust. So it was paper... Paper invoices at the time, paper purchase orders at the time. And that part was fine. We filled those out. However, we never like filled out the price that we expected to pay for things on those things. Nope. We did for a while and then that stopped. (laughs) It's a lot of work. Took too much time. We'd send that in and then like being naive and not having ever done that before, we just assumed that when you asked for this list of things that the vendors were on it. It was like you would get exactly what you asked for and you'd get all of it. You didn't know if you were not going to get some of it and I've already paid for it. So it's like, uh, the, whatever the so-and-so distributors is showing up today. Sounds good. You'd get it and you'd put it all away. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't know. How do you sell stuff if you don't know what you have? You didn't know if you were shorted (laughs) $10,000 of the stuff. You didn't know if you got the wrong items. Like, (laughs) <laughs> in place of something else you didn't know if you had just been charged the wrong price the wrong like amount. you had your retail yeah. price set at 50 bucks because you used to buy it at 38 and now they charge you 48 on this one 54 and you were the there
1: were like, some screws that are one bookkeeper caught for us yeah they were just selling it like, it at a loss forever we, we, were, we were buying them for 104 and selling them for 100 and she was like you've been doing that for a year now i was like no
0: yeah i'm like oh oh no Shoot. Okay. And now, looking back with the systems we have in place now, and we do have clarity into how often orders are incorrect, incorrectly shipped, back orders, misprice. Holy smokes! Yeah, I mean, a order just showed up the other week that had a bunch of wrong shit on for it for four years. Yeah. Hey,
1: who knows <laughs> what? What? But that's all just our stuff. That's like that's better business practices. For customers, like, we were legit digging boards out of the mud and then giving them to customers.
0: Yep. So, well, like, I mean,
1: we had, like, we had a lot
0: how of... How did you even, like, you see, you sold a deck, uh-huh. right? You received stuff, kind of. Yeah, we, you checked like, we it off of knew and that it was there. Yeah. Whipped it off, right? But when did you find out you would be short for a project? When you went to go pick the order. We didn't have an inventory system you zero way of telling how much system. shit you had in the back. Our inventory system was to walk around and see if the sh- if there was any on the shelves. Like, well, we might have some, but like, remember that, how that yard looked good yeah. luck. Walk out there and see if you had something <laughs> six like, lifts deep. Right.
1: Like we, the, our POS system, which I laugh at, isn't it? It was an accounting software mm-hmm. and it had inventory, but it was not accurate. Like there was, it was wrong all the time. Right. It and it was so wrong that we just got to the point where it was like, we never looked at it and therefore never trusted it and never tried to fix it because right. it was so wrong
0: right. so early. And it didn't have the ability to sell into negative. negative inventory, which the system was always a negative inventory because we didn't enter inventory when it came in. We didn't enter it in a computer system. Oh, We just sold, 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 sold but there was never an inventory number in there. So you'd sell things and the computer would be like, you have minus 857. You're like, sounds good. I'm selling 30 more. (laughs) And and the system didn't know how to calculate a cost to something. It didn't have that. You never given it a cost to. Right. So it thought it, we still, to this day, have no idea where it would pull this number from, but it'd be like, Oh, it turns out that our accounting system (laughs) thinks that a two by 10, 12 footer is worth (laughs) $107,000. So our cost of goods sold like this year is three hundred and forty three million dollars, and we've sold uh eight hundred thousand <laughs> like so it's just so whacked we yeah. have no idea and so it's amazing it's amazing it's amazing how how that's it's amazing we made it through the four, first four years like for all, we know we're, we're still owed back orders <laughs> from the first four years. Yeah. who knows yeah oh man uh, usMC says, what do you think the biggest cause of loss you had? Starting out inventory. I mean that's, that's damaged, inventory. <laughs> damaged inventory. Damage <laughs> inventory. Yeah. We did, well, we don't have no idea what would be like what we were shorted and never got, but we're billed for. We have no idea. But I, I can tell you know. for sure there was a lot of material that we like ended up having to write off because it could be damaged inventory. It could have been lost customers too. Mm. Well that too, yeah. As like no that, doubt we
1: know. lost a
0: bunch of quotes. Yep. yep. So yeah. So like How do you write off inventory if you don't really do inventory? Oh, it's just a fancy accounting term. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> you're going to be like, but, oh, those 12 boards, they're done. But them off, When right I say right off. right off, I mean, we looked at it and be like, well, that's <laughs> NFG. That one there. Throw we'll it let, in the garbage can. We'll that's called the, call the right off We'll win. let the accountant take care of that at the end of the year. Yeah, Because then at the end of the year, we go out and like count everything manually. And then we'd have to go back and be like. What'd you like? What are those What's the cost of one of those? Well, I don't have to look back through like all of our POs and average out a cost, I guess. And then you'd be like, I think we have this much. And then, and then knowing that, that 20% of that's that material true. was damaged, you just hadn't like taken it out of inventory yet. Yeah. It's like we have a million dollars of inventory. Yeah. But probably only like 800 of it's actually sellable. Right. These are
1: real conversations that we had with the accountant. That is, that really happened. <sighs> oh my
0: gosh. So then when we moved here and got systems set up here, or whatever, we had like that boneyard was massive because we brought over something like 12 bundles. And when I say bundle, that's like a lift. Probably in like a, yeah, I was going to say like a double sized lift of material that we would strap together just for all yeah. bits and pieces and randoms get and stuff over. over here. There was like 12, like mm-hmm. probably 20 lifts worth of stuff that have been collected over four years. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's when the boneyard was born. It was like, we need to get rid of this stuff. Yeah. We'll just blow it out for whatever somebody will pay for it kind of thing and get rid of it.
1: And yeah, the rules so. were like, really the rules were no negotiating. If somebody offered you money, you
0: just sold you it. You took it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like. So that costs a lot of money for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? We talked about not having PUS, so nothing was tracked. Yeah. Um, training was a foreign word to us in the first four years. It was like, we'd hire people out of absolute like necessity because shit was getting wild. And it was like, right. we need bodies. And they'd come in and start the first day and be like, hey, I'm so-and-so, and And we're like, sounds good. Go to the back and find a guy named Dave, and then you start today. If you made the
1: mistake of showing up for an interview, you were hired. (laughs) Yeah. That's what (laughs) happened. It was just like, I'm here. It was like, and even pretty close to on time. Would you like a (laughs) job? even
0: pretty close to on time. (laughs) If you could see lightning and hear thunder, you were hired. Yeah. Unreal. Uh, Just go back there and talk to the guy who hates his life because of what we do here. (laughs) He'll get you on the right path. And then, so at some point, like, dude, yeah, I don't know, at some point we probably had six or seven students back there. Nobody had any idea what they were doing. They weren't trained in any capacity. Nobody knew. Like, we they all had to them. learn the fly.
1: We yeah. didn't train them about decking. We didn't train them how, like, Shane and I, we talked about how we wanted to do deliveries, but we never actually
0: communicated that to anyone. That was how him and I would do it if we were doing them. Right. We weren't doing them anymore. So we though. didn't
1: tell anybody. Right, you'd phone so the tow truck company. so then people would phone, and they'd be like.
0: <laughs> we had fired yeah. him already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'd moved on. Because before we left McCara, we bought a three-ton flat deck truck. Oh, okay. We finally found one and bought it and started doing our own deliveries again.
1: Yeah. At an auction in Edmonton. The mechanic bought it for us, actually. He brought it back. landlord.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The guy with the dogs. He saw the the
1: chaos that was going on with the tow truck.
0: Yeah. And was like,
1: uh, I'm in Edmonton. I
0: found this truck. It's $20,000. Do you want it? Uh, Yep. Bring that back. Bring that back.
1: (laughs) I don't know how we'll pay for it, but
0: and got, that was. Can you remember? You remember how excited we were about that thing, though? It was amazing. We got it back. We, we ended still getting have it. We got it wrapped, and it was like at that time. I think we had one employee. We had Tyler yeah. who was working with us. He was the guy. That Ninja. Was he was too. so pumped. I mean, we had the two guys, the Ninja <laughs> and Tyler, and um, we, we like they started calling it the semi. It was just like fun. <laughs> it was just a three ton <laughs> truck, but it was like it's our semi because it's the biggest truck we'd ever owned. And so everybody was pretty pumped with that thing. I mean, it, it was great. We still have it. We still use it all the time. It's yeah. it, it's suited. It's done us well. Like it was a very important a purchase and in the growth in of this business for sure. Yeah. So yeah, in hindsight, it's been great. Yeah. Uh,
1: no training with deliveries. No training with what products were. No training about how to deal with customers. Yeah. And so we would have customers that would phone us and they'd be like, your delivery guys are awful. Well, they were like, they yelled at me. They yelled at you. Yeah. Or your guys like delivered the product to the wrong place. It went to the, it. it's not where it's supposed to be. I was like, Oh yeah, no, it's for sure. It's at your place. No, it's not there. <laughs> Delivery guys
0: come back and be like, where'd you deliver that? They give you the address. It's like, no,
1: no, that's the wrong address. Guys.
0: So we went and moved one, one night you and me. And yeah. I don't know if that, that must've been delivered with the tow truck because we didn't have a truck to put it back onto. We had to put it in an enclosed trailer. Didn't we use the flat deck trailer? Nope. It was not the flat. I don't know that we had the flat deck trailer yet. Oh yeah. Cause the doors are banging on it. We scratched the decking when we moved it. So we get a call. I believe it was a job that I was building at the time. It was like one of my customers when I was still building and the delivery went out that day. And I believe the customer who got the delivery was also my customer. or One of them was. And she texted me. She's like, Oh, the material showed up already. And I wasn't planning on starting that job for two weeks. <laughs> And I was like, like, what? The material showed up already. Call Wade. I was like, how did, did so-and-so's delivery go out today? Nope. Well, she's saying she has material there. So anyways, we have to dig in this and find out that it was like, we delivered the material to the wrong house. It was the right street, but it was two blocks away. Oh my. So this is now after hours. We've got this delivery package that's sitting on the wrong person's driveway, sitting out in the middle of nowhere. And so it's like, well, we have to go move this. <laughs> like this person yeah. can't get into the driveway right now. So and I, we had no trailer at that time. I don't think we must we not have the, the three ton truck yet either. We had no means to deliver long stuff. So we took my trailer, I think, my just enclosed trailer, my six by 12 enclosed trailer. Mm-hmm. And we had to back it up and stick whatever they were, 20 foot boards, mm-hmm. 16 foot boards in this little trailer, hanging out the back of the thing, and then hook up the trailer and drag it with the doors open two blocks down the street and then unload it all and my hand to this new spot. I was like, there we go. Uh, right house now.
1: smokes. These people left us five-star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> this is a true story. They thought that we were doing great.
0: You guys did a good job.
1: We yeah. were personable. There's that. Yep. We had the effort level.
0: We cared. Yep. So you know what else we used to do? <laughs> Sell people's shit out from underneath them because we had no idea it was oh, supposed yeah. to be for them. This is an inventory problem. This is an inventory problem. So somebody would come in and be like, well, I would like to buy some, whatever, TimberTech Silver Maple. Do you have it in stock? Let me check. And you'd run. <laughs> you uh, stay 100 feet out the back of this building. It was long and skinny. You go out there, you go out in the yard and you'd look and be like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Come back in. Yep, we got it. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, I'll sell it to you. Boom, boom, boom. You got your trailer here? Yeah, I do. Boom, load it up. Way Can they come go. come back
1: in three hours?
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I made that sound fast. Can you come <laughs> back in three hours? Load what? them up. They'd be oh. gone. Next day, somebody show up like, or we have to pick a delivery or something, and material's not there. Guy comes up to load it, and he's like, I'm here, coming to pick up this stuff. Sounds good. Backs in. Needs 80 of this board. We have 17. Like, what happened? Where's all my decking? It was here when I bought it. Oh, shit. Yeah, that, we... <sighs> We sold that to somebody yesterday. Oh, he took man. it. Well, I bought it two weeks ago. Uh-huh. Maybe. Maybe you did, but he took it first. He did. I was going to say. Well, that was supposed to be mine. <laughs> You're right. That was supposed to be yours. And us. I
1: have my family coming to help me build this weekend. Yeah.
0: hmm Yeah. This really seems like if you had the cash, you could get what you wanted at the deck shop at the time. Because if, if it was there, you had the means. You to take, take it, it now. Yeah. yeah, it was first come. It was first take first serve. <laughs> yeah, first, it's like not first come. You could be the first; didn't matter. You yeah, you first can second, for third. It. If you weren't the guy with the trailer that the fastest, <laughs> you didn't get it. So that was a problem for uh, like that was even a problem even up to last year. I'd say we still weren't managing order like that was orders that weren't taken the time real well. We were oh. still like sending stuff out. Now we've got a system in place where
1: everything was handled. It'll avoid
0: that because we just didn't. We weren't doing like, as we talked about. I was gonna say proper inventory management. We weren't doing any inventory management for the first four years. Mm-hmm. Year number five, we really started the inventory side of things and got that kind of started to go. And then honestly, it wasn't until last year that we started to kind of really get it yep. trustworthy. And then th- we've made a lot of growth over this year to like that's nailed down now, and the order system will properly hold inventory. Yeah. We've we now have trust in our system. And the numbers are in it, but to right. be able to use them the way they're supposed to use. We yeah. also
1: had to like, we had to stop not trusting our system. We had to start correct, just being like, it was so many years of this not has it. to work.
0: Yeah, minus eight hundred and thirty-seven was minus eight hundred and thirty-seven. Now it is yeah. now, <laughs> or you were doing an inventory count, cause you knew that was wrong, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So that was an issue. Like we we, and that one cost stuff. us
1: so much money too. So that would like that would make people mad, and then we would make an emergency trip. Right. To somewhere. Cal- Calgary. Somewhere. Well, sometimes it was only Saskatoon, <laughs> right? Cause one of our suppliers was, oh, in Saskatoon. okay. Yeah. Yeah. But often it ended up in a one day emergency trip, truck and trailer to Calgary. Cause most of our suppliers were there. So you drive there, load up, leave at, leave at six in the morning or five in the morning, drive there, load like empty, mm-hmm. load the trailer as full as you could load the trailer full ads. and then add two more on top with zero <laughs> regard for what the capacity of the trailer could carry. Right, didn't Just matter. Put it on the trailer. Just I gotta will get figure it back. This out.
0: Yeah, I'll drag it back on skis if I have <laughs> yeah. to. The very,
1: <laughs> very first time I did this, I left the yard, the where we picked our stuff up from the supplier, and I was driving, and I got to an intersection, and the light was red, and I was like, "Yeah, sounds good," and I hit my brakes, and I it had absolutely zero effect on the inertia <laughs> of my truck. And I went through that intersection in a red light. Absolutely nothing happened. It was like, break. Nope. It was as if I was still in gear. And I was just like, well, shit, this is not good. Like we're, I'm in a lot of trouble. Like I have an eight hour drive with. Oh, but tr- you don't have to stop in that whole. Yeah. I mean, eight
0: eight you're going you're to your have here.
1: An eight hour drive with a truck that has, that can't control
0: what's on it. You're going to have to use the uphill at Lumsden to start <laughs> your descent into Regina. So start breaking now. Anyway,
1: <laughs> oh man, it was unbelievable. And then we'd get back and the customer, like they'd be so pissed because we'd sold the product out from under them. They had to wait longer. So the, the compromise was, well, we'll deliver it to you for free. And the only time that was really, really awful is somebody was like an hour and a half out of town. Oh man. And they came in to get it. Yep. Yep. but then what do you do? Like, yeah, the right thing to do is to deliver that to them. Cause
0: you blew it. Like we messed up hardcore. Yeah. The, I think the reason that we still got five star reviews on this is that we would literally do anything to, to fix it, <laughs> to make it right. Right. Cause when yeah. they like, left, we knew yeah, when they that left, it was shitty. Shane would come back to the
1: store or I would come back to the store and we would hear, we'd tell each other the story and then it would be like, well, it's like, just do anything. Take them a gift card in addition to all of that stuff. Right
0: pay them off, bribe them. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and just like, and you wouldn't ask for any review. It'd yeah. just be like, just do that. It was like it, the seven customers that things went flawlessly with. We, we would ask those seven for reviews, but let, so yeah, it we didn't did, happen all the time.
0: But I mean, let's be honest in five years, we only got like 40 <laughs> <Right>. reviews. Like we <laughs> just didn't like, it wasn't like we were crushing good ones. It was just the ones that did come in happened to be good ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so out of all of this stuff, from what I'm hearing, the biggest thing that could have helped the Ultimate Deck Shop would have been an inventory system day one. Oh man, oh man. That really, really there that, that fixes really a couple things, things on the list. Like it, but it really seems like it fixes selling selling it's, stuff out from customers, it's all the PO one. issues. Yeah. It's certainly a big like one. Everything. Yeah. It's a big one. Absolutely. Yeah. Saves you a bunch of money and time. You would yes. have known
1: the cost of things if you wanted to. Yep. But so, and here's the th- stuff that we did that like, that was a little slightly out of our control is like those
0: yards were bad. Those yards were bad. Yeah. We chose them, but kind <laughs> <laughs> of our fault there too. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, we chose one cause we were super excited about it. Cause it was way better than our old yard and then it was just as bad. It was just bigger. I, don't, yeah. I then don't feel as bad about the first yard as I do about the
1: second yard. First yard, I understand why we did that.
0: Yes. We were being there very was a
1: conservative. And, yeah. And we didn't want to
0: go broke right away. The problem with the second yard is that we're like, we have all the space now. Order all the things. Yeah. <laughs> it <was> like, we <laughs> can <laughs> carry <laughs> so much now. And so it was in worse shape than the one before because we yes, just it was. We put more stuff in there. Yes. Should have ordered the same amount that you had on Makara. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And mm-hmm. then things would have been fine there. Yeah. But we thought bigger yard, we can have more stuff in stock. We just about right. got caught in that trap here. When we moved into this location, we
1: started moving stuff in and we were so excited because we laid it out and we are like, we're going to do one spot for each like size, brand and size of decking. And then we started to add and we started to add more and we added more. And finally we sat down and we're like, what are we doing? We're like, we're right down the same path again. Yeah. Stop. It's okay that you don't have 51 colors. You can have 30. That's
0: enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So that's what happened. That's literally four times more than any of your competitors. You're fine there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pretty wild. Um, and we, the funny thing is the first one we signed a, f- a three year lease, actually the first one, I was going to say five, but I think three. it was actually three. We did three. And so Sub- we got it out spot. a year early and we got stuck with that, but we did it well, we, we were able to find yeah, a sublease we, yeah. for it. And so she took over the spot for a year, which was good. The second place we're like, oh, this is the, this is the final destination. We'll do five years here. Moved out in two again. So we were on the hook for three more years. We're still paying that lease. Yes, we are. We're still paying that one down. We paid that one year. We paid,
1: this is like, we paid an entire year worth of rent and an empty building.
0: There oh yeah, I remember there. that. Yeah, was, I was nothing that. Yeah, just paying for two spots. And then we, we've got that one sublease now too, but it's not, it's only covering about 75% of the cost of what we yeah. are paying for it. Um, but we weren't looking to move yet. Like- We hated how operations worked in that place, hated it, but there was no chance we were moving because at that time we knew that we were looking to expand to our Saskatoon store. Mm -hmm. So at the end of year two, we were like, we knew we were doing that by late summer. We were like, we're doing Saskatoon this year. Let's get the ball rolling on that. So we weren't moving in Regina because we were opening a store. Um, And then, and then I don't know, I don't know when this was October, uh November, somewhere in there. It
1: was October. It was nice out.
0: Wade made a trip over to Prime Fasteners to grab some stuff for us. And he came back to the store and came into the office, which we so cozily shared, and said, we're moving. <laughs> <laughs> I turned around and I was like, we're not moving. We're moving. Yeah, we are. No, we're not. Get in the truck. We're moving. Wade, we're opening Saskatoon. We can't move and open two And stores. open Saskatoon at the same time. Yeah. it's We can't. And then I was just You like, and I are building this place. Like who's, how are we going to do both these things? Get in the truck. Get in, get in the truck. Get in the truck. And
1: so he came outside. He got in the truck. And we drove to the new location. And I drove into the yard. And I just stopped. And I was like, I parked the truck and I just sat there. Neither of us spoke. And he was looking around. And he like looked at the building and he looked at the yard and he saw the gate and he turns and he looked at me and he was like, well, shit, we're moving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, it might've been more explicit than that. Cause we I believe both, it, I was going to say, I think it was, I was wondering if you were going to say the F bomb or not, <laughs> was, but I think it was one of those like, well, well, shit is a good way to put it. Nice yeah. way to put it. It was just like crap.
1: Yeah. But it was a, because we both knew like as soon as we saw the spot, right. Like, well, this fixes a lot of the issues that we have. Mm-hmm. And you know, it had customer parking and it had a drive-through yard and semis could be unloaded in the yard. And it was like everything that we had learned in the first building and second building. So then it was like, okay, well, now the building is no longer an issue. Now we're the issue. Right. We have to fix this. Yeah. Like we have to change how we operate this business.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. we're about to...
0: We're about take to take on a bigger
1: lease again, double our rent again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? And it was like, this is going to be bad if we don't get this stuff figured out. Mm-hmm. And then we started to run some numbers, which are, they're made up numbers. Cause we actually didn't know the cost of anything at that <laughs> time. We were just like, bring it in and try to sell it for more than we thought we bought it for. But we started to try and figure out how much it cost us every day to break material in the other yard. And then when we added that up, it was like, well, we're actually already, it's a wash. We're paying this <laughs> lease already. Right, so exactly. Okay. You were already there. Let's just not break as much stuff. Yeah, and we, we haven't in this yard. We don't break even. We don't break even a sixteenth or a hundredth of what we used to break. Well, you don't lose a whole lift in the mud. So this is true. <laughs> not a too. single lift has been lost in
0: the mud. Yeah. So somehow we got that in motion. We leased that building as well, and had the building in Saskatoon leased, and it was still for the most part just Wade and I and Justin. I don't know if we had yard guy. Pat was with us at that point. Yes. So it was the four of us. And then Justin quit (laughs) in December. It's like, you gotta be kidding me. You're like, we're moving. And Justin's like, peace. (laughs) Yeah. So the three of us, me, you and Pat were responsible for, and Pat's not responsible for any of it. He He was a guy, he was our yard guy at the time. The three of us had to get Saskatoon built out. It was a brand new building. It was just a shell too. So we had to build that out which we were doing a lot of the work ourselves. And we had to get Regina moved and build out this building displays. as well. We had to do the right. displays in here. I mean, I still have pictures of this building when it was nothing. Yeah. And so there was a lot of work that had to be done here. There's like, that's an understatement. There was an insane amount of work that had to be done here. And there's an insane amount of work that had to be done in Saskatoon. And like, I even talking through this right now, I don't know how the hell we got this all ready. I don't know how that even happened that winter. Well, COVID happened. Well, th- not until <laughs> a little so bit later. Oh, yeah, I guess Everything so.
1: was done. We were moved in.
0: The, the, Saskatoon ended COVID up opening happened. a little bit later than we wanted it to. That's the one thing, I guess. But no consequence there because yeah. everything was canceled. Could you imagine
1: if the home shows would have went down that year? Oh, man.
0: Yeah, and we had the a our baby. old store at Dudney was <laughs> We, <laughs> we, we didn't kid. have to be out of there at any given time, right? It was right. like we still had the lease. So you, over you can still just keep stuff. So there. we could bring the yard material over yeah. as we needed it. We just had to get the building ready. And then that's how that kind of happened. I guess we just like, we must've just worked like dogs that whole summer, like doing rentals, like framing and insulating and painting that and drywalling and yeah, over that whole winter. winter. Yep. Yeah. And then when the thaw came, it's like all the new material we were getting for that year, we put away first in this new yard and laid it out oh, yeah. and then started bringing over the old stuff all summer. We were doing that. We were bringing over stuff from the old yard. Yep and then placing it, putting Mm -hmm. it, sorting it, getting the damaged stuff out, um, and doing all that. So somehow we ended up having Regina open and ready to go March 1st, I think. Mm -hmm. We were moved over, and we were like, we're operating out of this location now permanently March 1st, because we were still operating out of the other one until then. We were just over here a lot. And then the plan was for Saskatoon to kind of be open by the end of March too. and we didn't get that open until April 27th was the date that we got it open. We were supposed to do three home shows that March, Mm -hmm. and they all got canceled because of covid which was probably the biggest blessing in disguise because if we had to pause everything to do those home shows we would have never got that store open up there not not till june (laughs) right it would have been an absolute uh shit show yeah like it wasn't it was already (laughs) but it would have been worse would have been way way worse and then we had to hire people for both stores and get them in and try to get them trained. And at the same time, we were also launching a new website and we were launching a POS system and inventory management. And you're just trying to make it all these. Not only was everything physical about the business changing, everything virtually software related was changing. Everything was, people were changing. Nothing, nothing stayed the same. Me, Wade and Pat. That's the only thing. We didn't say. have any
1: time cards like, before we had no, like people used to fill out time cards on uh, paper. And then we went to a, like an actual scheduling system where people yeah. would have a schedule like
0: everything about the shape business changed the day, the, the, the year that we opened up Saskatoon and moved Regina, the business went to a different direction, and it's been changing ever since. Yeah. And it's funny but to look outside to like, now and be like, Holy smokes. It's not that long ago no. that we were seven years over, is not long, right? Well, a couple of years ago, we were still in duty picking shit out of the mud. That's yeah, exactly. To where we are now. Yeah. Like it's actually pretty crazy <laughs> to think about it. Yeah.
1: And we got lit up along the way. All so, the time. Like customers were mad. Yeah. So, and they had every right to be mad. Yeah. I wouldn't have bought from me then.
0: Well, you think <laughs> back now, it's just like, <laughs> holy smokes, how the hell, how did we get through that? And you then I the always think back now too.
1: Ran the Moneris machine. Do you remember the very first time we ran the the credit card machine? Yeah. It's so like some customer cardboard was, box. Yeah. A customer was coming in that day to buy a deck package. She had met us at the home show, told us she was going to come in and buy a deck. And it was like, it was pretty good sized deck package at the time. Between 10 and $11,000. I think it was. Yeah. And so we had no idea if the machine worked. So we got it like all plugged in, fired up, ready to go. And we thought it was going to work. And then, so we tested it. And Shane bought a saw blade with his. Oh, was that
0: <laughs> That time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And it like worked. And it was like, like, yes, Well, I think it worked. Let's take money. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Can you take payment? Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know if it actually goes into a bank account, but <laughs> what I do know is that when your card goes through there, it
0: approved. So, yep. So anyway, here we are, but I know there's like, there's other people that are trying to do this yeah. now in other markets. And sometimes they reach out to us and be like, Hey, I want to start a lumberyard," And it's like, if maybe I knew, you should. <laughs> if, if I knew what I knew now, I don't think like you have to be a, a lot naive and dumb, right, to do what we did. Like we had no idea what we were getting into. Yeah. But if you knew all that crap ahead of time, that's a tough thing to start. I think. I think like, maybe some, maybe not knowing some of those numbers probably uh, kept you moving being forward. Being blind for sure helped. And it's the like, only other way you could do it is if you had
1: enough money to fund it properly. Oh yeah, because yeah. our big our big Achilles heel was that
0: we didn't have the money. Yeah. You know? We were bootstrapping. This day, like I couldn't,
1: there's no way we could have ever started in this. Mm-hmm. I think if you were starting a lumber yard and it was like, go get a, go get a spot. You wouldn't go get a thousand square foot building and a 3000 square foot yard. Sure. You'd yeah. go get a loan. Oh we yeah. We didn't. Yeah. We were like, we're not doing that. Right.
0: Yeah. We were determined to not, uh, not going to do share. I don't know if it's by choice or not. We are like, we're not going to bring in, because we thought about seeing if we can get investment uh, or loans. And we decided not to do the investor route and couldn't get a loan. Yeah. <laughs> so it's was like, by default, we're like, oh, I guess we're just bootstrapping this thing. Yeah. Then we'll start at the bottom. And now we're here. Yeah. Um, USMC says, what do you think kept it going when so many others fail? Mm. That's a good question. Well, I think part of the answer we just said, I think it was being like naive to it, but we both kind of like gave up our past lives and just jumped into it. So I was like, this was it. And like, I think it was, because it, it was worked. working too, that's what kept us going. It worked. It, like, it, sure. It was, was an absolute crap show while we were doing it, but we didn't know any better. Like at that time when we were delivering with the tow truck, we thought that was great. Now we look back and be like, that was silly. I was silly. When we had that yard and we were putting material in there, we're like, Hey, we have material on hand. It was great. Now we look back and be like, good God. <laughs> but at the time it was like, before we ever opened the doors, we did a business plan and we had some forecasts. And that first year was like, the first two years were bang, bang on. on. We're like, "Holy shit. cause yeah, we had no idea even about the industry. We just used some Stats Canada numbers and pulled some stuff and be like, I think we can sell this much material. Mm-hmm. And, and we then we sold did. that much material. And like it was like, within, oh, holy within
1: Within $1,000.
0: Oh, wow. It, like, it was close. Yeah, it was really <laughs> like, close. And the next okay. year was like, bang on again. We're like, holy smokes. And the next year was a bunch of growth. So, honestly, that is why I think we kept going because- It showed that what we were doing is working as imperfect as it was. And we knew that that's not how we wanted this. That was not the goal. We didn't start out with the dream and we're still not at the dream business, but that's like, it showed that it was working. We wanted to do it. We were passionate about the business. That's that's what I think. Right. So it's like,
1: how did it work? It worked because we willed it to Mm. like, it just, it just
0: wasn't not going to work. And a bit of dumb luck and a bit of dumb luck. So Carly, sure. said, Carly <laughs> says here, it helped that you didn't know that you were losing money. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. It for sure. would have, like, if you were a dollars and cents guy crunching the numbers and the books and you were following things closely that first year, maybe you would have bounced. Well, up like too. every time you looked at a broken board, you would have been yeah. ready to turn. But I mean, we didn't, we didn't take a salary for two years out of that place. When I was building decks, yeah. I was bringing like the money I brought in from, uh, building decks, Wade and I shared it. It was oh, like, wow. it was like we'll pay ourselves. You're going to get 20 bucks an hour. I'm going to get 20 bucks an hour. And then business has what it needs to operate. Hopefully <laughs> above and beyond the $40 an hour is like then fresh decks can whatever. I don't Support know. You. I was charged like 50 bucks. Like yeah. it probably wasn't making money either. It was for sure. It wasn't right. <laughs> like at the end when I quit, I still owed money to people that I didn't have or to whatever taxes, whatever. So it wasn't either, but that $20 an hour that I was able to keep bringing in, yeah, for each of us it was like it paid some of our own bills until the winter came and then every winter I know like I remember every winter was like told my wife like, I'm not going to have a check for like four months now so and I would try this to out. do some trim work I would do the odd
1: because yeah. I used to be a trim guy so then I would do some railing or some trim jobs or I'd help right. somebody with a basement renovation
0: for the first two years yeah but make a couple grand doing that stuff in the winter maybe just try to pay a bill or two but the first couple of years are pretty skinny we never paid ourselves anything from the deck shop I think until year th- it was at least year three yeah if not past that and then start to pair ourselves a little bit and then mm-hmm. build it up and whatever. But that's a good question though. Why do you think it kept going with yeah, like so many others? Just like, I don't know. It's just never been an option to not the only time. Yeah, there you go. The only time that I ever even questioned whether this was going to last was last or two Marches ago when COVID hit, that was the first time I was ever like, Oh shit, it this could, could all be, be over. over. But I remember that from the day I left Sastel, which was March 6th of that year. Like I was still working at Sastel until March 6th and the home show was the 19th or whatever. And like from the day I left there, not one time was I ever like, I don't know if this is the right decision. We never made a dime off the business for for two two years. years. Yeah. And I know, and I, like I made decent money at Sastel, and it was certainly cozy and comfy, but never regretted it for one, one minute. And like. We always felt like this is working. It helped that the first day we were open. We sold that deck to that one lady for 10 grand at nine o'clock as soon as we opened. So like we opened and she bought something. And it was like, holy so,
1: ho. So and I did that worked, really just happen. <laughs> and I had worked in construction up until that point. And I never like I never got jobs that were that big. The whole oh, like I yeah. worked construction as a trim carpenter for it, must have been eight, nine years. Mm-hmm. And most of my jobs that I did, I was changing interior doors and casing. And so those would be five or $6,000 jobs. They were good jobs. Yeah. Every once in a while you would do a basement renovation and it would be a $50,000 job, but I never got paid in big chunks. It was always like, I want a little bit and a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. And so the very first day we opened, I took more money that day than I had taken from anyone in seven years. Yep. And so I was just like, well, of course this works. Like, look how easy it is to get big chunks of money.
0: Yeah. One time.
1: You remember when the there was a Hutter 8 colony that came in, about 26 decks? Yeah. <laughs> Paid with a check.
0: About yep. 26 decks. Those guys decks. Are nuts. And back then, we weren't really stocked We weren't stocking and stuff. We started stocking a bit of lumber first and, like, some and master stuff we, and some hangers and things. Like, we started stocking that stuff pretty early on, the small bits and pieces, but everything else was ordered as we needed it. Yep. And so when you took a check for 10 grand, it was like, it's not like, like that was nice back then when you got the money first and then got the bill. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. There was no carrying costs of the inventory. Yeah. It was like, get a check for 10, order it, send eight of it to pay for the stuff or whatever, right? Right. So that kind of worked. Keep the profit. But not a long term, doesn't work long term. That's right. not what people expect from. What we did what was we then take that profit
1: and then instead of buying, typically what happened is it would come in lifts and the count wouldn't be exactly the same, but then we would order a lift. Right. It starts stocking. And then we would right. stock whatever was left over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, do you stock that? And it's like, yeah, I got eight.
0: Like, I got what? Eight. eight of them.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got to do
0: a landing. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: right. Well, my deck needs 27. Matt, <laughs> you're going to have to wait, I guess. Yeah.
0: But Let we me look at them. Yeah. Mm. I have <laughs> three and a half. <laughs> I got three and a half for you. <laughs> I got a real good deal on the other four and a half. though. <laughs> Yep, So yep.
1: we just wanted it more.
0: Lot of uh, learnings along the way and still growing. And like I said, it's the way today. It's like I walk out in the yard now and look at it and it's just like things are really good right now. Mm-hmm. Like
1: they're things good look
0: great ever. out there. Everybody's in control. The people are in place. We're growing. We have lots of things we're still working on. We're aware of them. The issues we deal with nowadays are so small compared to the issues we used to have. Right. Um, or their issues they're growth issues, not operational issues. Yeah. Right yep. now it's like when we have a big thing we need to do, it's because we're trying to grow the business to the next level. Not because we're trying to fix something that's terrible. <laughs> not because yeah. we're trying to put out a fire. Right. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Huh. We have the odd. Fires happen. Yeah. Well, hundred percent. They happen. Yeah. Yeah. Every business is going to have fire. You'll never get to a point where there's no fires. Right. But like when you look back and how things used to operate now, now I feel like when somebody used to drive into that yard and duty, Mm. It was embarrassing. Right. Yep. It was embarrassing to have somebody drive back there and see what that looked like. And now when I, somebody drives into our yard right now, I'm like, this looks great.
1: Right. And you're like, come on, come take on a in look. and take a look, <laughs> have a look around. <laughs> I felt like that about our warehouses for a really good portion of last
0: year. And some of this year. Yep. I felt that way <laughs> yep. about our warehouses. The warehouses are getting to, and they're tied it f- up now too. Fixed, fixed up. Yep. Yeah. Nothing's perfect yet. We'll keep trying to improve, but. But just remember, back to that first yard, guys, hundred percent. And yeah. always remember carrying railing upstairs. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Who was it's it? that started. That was their very first day. We had them carry two crates of decking up, uh, railing upstairs. Was that Dave? <laughs> oh, probably. If <laughs> it, it would be anybody, it'd be there. Dave. Yeah. His <laughs> very first day, he showed up, and it was just like, all right. there's Here two, you go. Two pallets of railing outside. Where does that go? Upstairs. Thirty some degrees outside,
0: and he did. 75 degrees upstairs upstairs. yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. unreal yeah so there's uh there's our list of things that we laugh at ourselves about now we we told the vendors how they could be better these are all the things that we've worked on over the years to get better still things we can do Yep, that's right get better and better but um there's a little bit of laughing and joking at ourselves right now too so you can sit back and Know that we're not just all about pointing fingers. We uh, <laughs> we got four, <laughs> three right back at us. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, and if we're being shitty still in some capacity, let us know. We'll try. We'll try to fix that yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> so do a podcast about us, right? Yeah, yeah. You're more than welcome to start your own <laughs> podcast and blast us too. We've set the set the precedent now. So that's it for me, boys. You guys good? Yeah, I think I'm Nothing. good. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Cool. We'll see you next week. Peace. Hey, thank you for listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Check the site. Come and shop, shop ultimatedeckshop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to
1: collaborate.
0: Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening.